0: hello and welcome to the podcast i'm your host evan brand thanks for joining me i'm a board certified holistic nutritionist a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and i run an online functional medicine practice what is functional medicine in case you're new to this stuff well let's say you go to a gastroenterologist for stomach pain ibs they'll likely send you home with some sort of prescription maybe an antispasmatic medication or maybe an acid blocking medication and send you on your way. Good luck. See you next year. If there's a more severe issue, such as bleeding in the stool, maybe they'll say, okay, we need a colonoscopy or possibly further invasive testing. Now the functional medicine approach is going to say, okay, well, why is there blood there? Let's use a stool test to investigate what type of infections upstream May be causing that, so we may find parasites, worms, H. pylori, other bacterial overgrowth problems. We may find yeast and fungal issues, which would explain the client's brain fog and fatigue and sugar cravings and white coated tongue, the thrush issue that we find. In the case of depression and anxiety, you go to the therapist, who maybe refers you to a psychiatrist. You go home with a boatload potentially of pharmaceuticals, maybe an antipsychotic, maybe an antidepressant. Maybe it's just one thing. Maybe it's just Lexapro and that's it and you go home. Functional medicine looks at it and says, well, why are they depressed and anxious? Is it because of this trauma? Is it the move? Is it the relationship is failing? Is it the home that has mold and is creating to uh, some some sort of neural inflammation problem and then that's driving the anxiety and depression because that happens all the time? Is it the bacterial issues in the gut? driving anxiety because we know there's a gut anxiety link. Is it the adrenals? Is there an adrenal or thyroid component to it? Maybe there's Hashimoto's and there's thyroid antibodies out of control driving the anxiety. So this is how we look at things from the functional medicine perspective and we use advanced lab tests that you just won't even get in a hospital unfortunately which is crazy to say but this is the reality even in 2023 heading into 24 this is still the situation. So I'm very blessed to have access to these labs. We help people around the world, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, all across Europe, all across South America, Latin America, Canada, and of course, United States. And so I'm lucky to do what I do. I love what I do. And it's a great pleasure to help so many people as well as so many children. I see so many children these days. And it's amazing what's happening in these kids, these young kids that are chronically ill, even before the age of 10. So today's podcast is with my friend, Dr. Jay. We're going to get into adaptogenic herbs. And I have a product that could potentially change your life, your health, and improve your ability to tolerate stress. That's what adaptogens do. Adaptogenic herbs help the body adapt to stress. That doesn't mean just emotional stress. That means physical stress, chemical stress. That means exposure to radiation, exposure to temperatures, hot, cold, humidity. Adaptogens are incredible for athletes. They're great for me. They're great for my family. My adaptogen tonic is a bestseller. We've had that product for years. It's primarily Eleuthero, which is one of my favorites, Siberian ginseng, as well as some other adaptogens. So check out the adaptogen tonic formula. If you want to feel more resilient against stress, if you want to feel like you have a a plate that just is overflowing with tasks and chores and you feel overwhelmed by that, you feel stressed or burned out or shut down by all of that, that is where the adaptogen tonic comes into play. Also, you know, you could even consider stacking that with my Passion for Her formula for females listening or the Alpha Tonic for men, for men listening. And those two products together, we're going to give you so much resilience against the chaos of modern life. And so for me with three kids, it's crazy. Three young kids, it's crazy. Running a practice, the modern world, it's nuts. It's just crazy. So Adaptogens help you to get through all of that and to brave the storms. It's like going into a massive uh, tidal wave out in the ocean and you're in the Titanic and it's already been hit and you're trying to make it through as opposed to having one of these new modern cruise ships that has all these stabilizers and you could just go straight through it, right? Think of the adaptogens as the stabilizers on these big ocean cruise ships that they can actually handle the storms now. So that's how that works. That's how you implement that. So let's get into the show. If you need help clinically and or if you want to learn more and you want to dive deeper, you feel like you're ready to take on some extra brain juice to where you want to learn and implement functional medicine, my Better Belly Functional Medicine course, we have the energy course, the home course, the coach course. So if you're a practitioner, you want to learn how to implement this stuff into your practice, build start or grow your practice the confident coach program is a game changer we've had several doctors that say that's better than anything they've learned in school or even in business uh, continuing education so that is where you really pull back the curtain if you want to see it all so that's the confident coach the better belly evanbrand.com has consultation information and then of course aura roots a-u-r-a roots.com that is where you can get my adaptogen tonic the passion for her the alpha tonic for men Get some adaptogens in your life so you can get through whatever you're facing. Here we go.
1: Hey, guys. Dr. Justin Marchegiani here today with Evan Brand. We are going to be chatting about beating burnout naturally, how adaptogens can help transform your ability to manage and deal with stress. Really excited for today's show. Evan, my man, it's been a while. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Good to see you. Doing really well. You know, as
0: time goes on, life just seems crazier to me. I mean, you and I test children. We test teenagers. We test adults everybody's nutrient depleted, everybody's got some sort of gut issue. I mean, you, you go to a public place, you go to a church, you go to a grocery store, you're going to see people that look exhausted, people that have a cast and crutches and wheelchairs. And it's like, God, we're becoming a major chronically ill population. And that's pretty overwhelming. And so adaptogens are to me, one of the best tools that we can use to help us manage the insanity that is uh, 2020. Four coming up and beyond.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And again, adaptogens are a wonderful piece that sit on top of a healthy diet and lifestyle. So obviously, we want to have that good, healthy, anti-inflammatory, low-toxin, nutrient-dense diet. We want to make sure nutrition is getting in there, sleep is good, movement's good, stress management is good. And if we have those things dialed in, this is a wonderful adjunct to sit on top of that to really facilitate healing and optimal performance. Yeah, and there's, there's, published studies. I mean, I don't know how much people truly care about
0: studies. I mean, you and I could bore people and look at this for three, four hours. Like if you put in, for example, Mm -hmm. rhodiola fatigue, there's studies on showing how rhodiola, which is one of my favorite adaptogens, how it helps with not only fatigue in athletes, but also as a natural anti-anxiety, antidepressant. So, you know, I'd be curious to get people's feedback as we publish this type of content. Like, do you all truly care about us picking apart the studies or are, or do you trust us to just give you the takeaway? Cause the takeaway is when I was in my early twenties and I was exhausted doing lots of physical labor, working out in the woods, rhodiola was truthfully a lifesaver for me mm-hmm. to get me through that stress of the heat. It helped improve my heat tolerance in the hot, humid summer the fatigue in terms of just doing incredible physical amounts of labor, Mm -hmm. and then also with the mood piece of it as well. If I felt depleted, I felt less depleted with having some of that in my system. 100%.
1: And so what we'll do is we have our top 10 kind of favorite adaptogenic herbs here. We're going to go through each one and just kind of riff for a few minutes on each one and let you guys uh, kind of know what we think. Just kind of highlight here, a lot of these herbs, they have similar mechanisms. Again, certain herbs may—may may do different in regards to immunologicals. Certain ones may be more neurotransmitter or HPA axis or anti inflammatory So In general, we're doing a couple things here. We're trying to modulate the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's how the brain communicates to the stress organs. We're trying to modulate neurotransmitters, help with brain inflammation. Some are going to work on helping to improve fatigue by stimulating ATP production. We'll talk about that. Some will work on modulating the immune system, increasing T-cell function and overall immune function. Some will have additional antioxidants like like the rhodiola and the the, uh, different compounds there and the anti-inflammatory. Some will work on hormones and helping with estrogen or progesterone and helping with endocrine regulation. And some will work on gut function, helping with the gut and the mucosal lining. So we'll kind of go through, those are the general kind of mechanisms, we can go in deeper. I don't know how much more that's going to matter because in the end, you want to understand, you know, what's the benefit? Why is it used? What are some of the things I can expect to happen? How do I take it? That's kind of the general question, but if you want to go deeper, let us know. and We can dive in out of the gates. Evan, anything you want to say?
0: Well, A lot of these are synergistic. And so you and I were talking before we hit record that some of our friends and colleagues, they will do an entire video on one herb. And it's like, okay, great. That's great for like YouTube SEO and watch time. And this allows the person doing the YouTube videos not to run out of content because now they could spend an hour, you know, on this herb and that herb and that herb. But the truth is, a lot of these are synergistic, so there are times where you and I, and I know you personally, and, and clinically also, you might use an herb in isolation. But a lot of times, you and I are stacking these things together because yes, you may take the anti-fatigue, antidepressant effect of rhodiola. Yep once that's combined with some cordyceps mushrooms, now you're enhancing how your body is getting oxygen. So now you're actually performing better there. And then you may see there's a cortisol issue on the lab testing. And so now we're actually using some ashwagandha as well to help regulate cortisol. So if people go to Whole Foods or Amazon, and they're looking for specific adaptogenic herbs in isolation, that's fine and beneficial. However, you and I love and produce and manufacture blends and the blends is where the magic happens
1: hundred percent. Totally agree. Well, let's start out out of the gates. My first favorite herb is going to be ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is also known as Indian ginseng. A couple things about ashwagandha. It's wonderful to use whether someone has overly high cortisol. It tends to, there's data on it modulating and bringing cortisol down, but it's also wonderful if someone is burnt out. If you go look at the transcription, we're going to go in deep. If you look at the transcription of what ashwagandha means in Sanskrit, it literally means to impart the strength of the horse. I mean, how cool is that? So, really cool. Is it helps modulate cortisol down, also brings it up. According to Steven Buhner, adapt, ashwagandha is one of those herbs that can be used in the long run. He'll recommend it for patients, you know, even for years at a time, because it has wonderful effects on the cortisol high and low, with anxiety, with sleep, with mood, anxiety, and depression. So, it has some really good benefits in a lot of those areas, and I'll typically dose it anywhere between 500 milligrams up to 2 grams spread throughout the day. And there's some people even using adaptogens and certain formulas for uh, hair loss too. They're doing it in like exosome kind of compounds and they're topically putting it on the hair. Um, some of the hair companies are doing it because it modulates cortisol. And when cortisol is overly high, it can be very catabolic. Then it can break down tissue, i.e. skin, hair, nails. And so it's, it's used a lot of good benefits for hair, skin, nails, mood, cognitive. And of course, if cortisol is overly high, it can severely impact. Impact the uh, limbic system and the hippocampus, which is an area that's important for memory and um, and learning and being able to, to pull in new concepts and ideas. And so if cortisol is overly high, ashwagandha could help modulate that down and indirectly help mood and memory.
0: Yeah, well said. And the cool thing is it's not going to impair your sleep. It may actually improve your sleep where some of these others, Correct. which next, next on the list is rhodiola. It's one of my favorites, but I'm not going to take rhodiola before bedtime. It could be too stimulating Correct. for most yep. people. So, I would say maybe a 12 p.m. or 2 p.m. cutoff or something like rhodiola, whereas Correct. ashwagandha, you could do it before bed and it will likely help.
1: 100%. So, with things like rhodiola, um, the, the compound in the—well, the ashwagandha has the withanioid compound in there. And the rhodiola has the, the the rosavins. This is like the active kind of constituent. I'm a big fan of getting the whole herb just because when you get the whole herb, there's other compounds in the herbs that are whether they're antioxidants or various nutrients. I know ashwagandha is also very high in magnesium as well. So you get other nutrients and minerals and other compounds that could be very helpful too. And so when we say, oh, well, we're just gonna get you this, you know, ania somnifera, this, this active compound. It's like, well, I prefer the whole herb. Just to make sure we get everything in there. And so, rhodiola is going to help uh, on the energy side. It's going to help with uh, burnout. It's going to help with fatigue. And again, it's going to have different antioxidants in there. I'm pretty sure rhodiola, isn't that more of a, a red herb too? Tend to be redder. You're talking about the color
0: of it? Yeah, the color of the herb. Uh, so, like the plant, I've seen pictures of it. I haven't seen it growing wild. It's like a Siberian type you know, location where it grows, but it's like yellow flowers with green leaves.
1: Yes, and so you're gonna get various bioflavonoids and antioxidants that come, especially when you see colors to the herbs, then you know there's bioflavonoids, which tend to have B vitamins and vitamin C in there too. So all of these are gonna help improve your immune system, stress. Some of these herbs may have nutrients that plug into the mitochondria as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, next on our list, ginseng. Same thing, ginseng is gonna help with— resistance to physical and mental stress. It's going to improve cognitive benefits. It's kind of like an espresso shot. So, if patients wake up and they're feeling really tired in the morning, we'll do a little bit of ginseng starting out anywhere between three to 500 milligrams and up, and- When we look at a cortisol rhythm, if we see very low cortisol, we'll plug in ginseng sometimes, or we'll even plug in licorice to really bump up some of that lower cortisol if we see low cortisol there. Obviously, it's going to have antioxidant qualities. It's going to have some mental function, some mental stimulation there. It's going to help with uh, some of the neurotransmitter stimulation, so it may bump up dopamine. And provide more alertness so these are some great benefits of adding in something like ginseng in there now if you already have high cortisol or you're already a little bit anxious then it may push you a little bit over the top so you have to look at kind of it's good to have a good cortisol rhythm test when you're recommending these herbs to the patient because if you see someone that's very high cortisol at that time or they're very stressed and anxious that may be not that may, that may be not one of the herbs we want to add in at that point yeah and if you look into pubmed
0: if you look up panax ginseng you will see benefits for regulating blood pressure so yep. it may help stabilize any kind of blood pressure issues also it discusses uh helping with mitochondrial function also they're talking now about panax ginseng being used in any sort of neurodegenerative disease because of all the antioxidant and immunomodulatory effects of the ginseng components they call it i think it's ginsenoide like ginseng but that's that's the active component of it And this is amazing. So, endothelial function is improved, quality of life. There was a study here on using X ginseng in cancer. And they also report quality of life and mood, decreasing fatigue, nausea, vomiting and anxiety and these are in cancer patients so this is something that really you would love to see being passed out in hospitals helping these cancer wards helping these people deal with the trauma and the stress of being ill and unfortunately that's just not going to happen so it's up to you to really implement these things into your life or use somebody like dr j or i a functional medicine provider who can help build this protocol with you to support you even if you're still bringing conventional medicine into your life the functional medicine strategies, the herbal medicines we use, they integrate very, very well in terms of like side effects, negative interactions. I mean, these things have been used in China and across Asia for thousands of years. So we're not reinventing the wheel with these herbs. We're just trying to bring these to light because most people on the street corner still are not aware of these.
1: Yeah. And there's different kinds of ginseng just to kind of highlight here. There's like a red root ginseng or Korean ginseng. Okay, there's um, Eleuthero, which is also known as, that's known as Siberian ginseng, because that's found more in the Russian area. Um, Regular ginseng, typically ginseng, they'll also call it American ginseng. And then ashwagandha is also known as Indian or Peruvian. I think it's Peruvian ginseng. Uh, Indian Indian. sounds right. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, Indian ginseng. And then one is called Peruvian. I forget. I think that's maca. I think maca is called Peruvian ginseng. Let me just double check that. Peruvian yeah. and
0: ginseng. It, and it's rare that you'll see them marketed that way. You'll probably always see yes. it
1: ashwagandha. You'll probably always see it called maca, but yes. yeah, these are- So Peruvian ginseng, maca, very good for female hormones, modulating estrogen receptor sites, helping with LH, FSH signaling, which is great. If you have a lot of hot flashes, that's going to bring that LH and FSH down. Indian ginseng, ashwagandha, panics ginseng, uh, American ginseng, red root or Korean ginseng. And then you have your Indian ginseng ashwagandha. So this difference, you tend to go, and then Siberian is going to be a luthero. So when we talk about them, ginseng is kind of just our overall kind of usually more for American ginseng per se.
0: Yeah. And like I said, this is not new stuff. This has been around for thousands of years and been used for so long. Now, obviously, there's less money into studying this as opposed to a drug that's going to generate billions of dollars of revenue. There are some studies, though. For, so, for example, in maca, you know, I really appreciate you turning me on to maca many years yep. ago for helping with female hormones because mm-hmm. you have these perimenopausal menopausal women that are miserable. And yes, ashwagandha and others can help, but maca is a really special one for them. And There's studies helping with not only just fertility, but also just all of the uh, effects of aging, if you will, on hormones and and the stuff that comes with that.
1: 100%. It's going to help modulate that significantly. Okay, so we hit ginseng and the different types there. And again, some of those are already going to be on our list. So there's some overlap there. Holy basil is the next one, otherwise known as Tulsi. There's a really good tea out there called Tulsi tea that's loaded with different types of holy basil. Holy basil is wonderful. It actually got its name because when people— would, they'd make it into tea. They actually, when they drank it, they would have this feeling that they were connected to the gods at the time. So it got this name of being Holy Basil, because you almost had a spiritual experience when taking it. How about that, huh? I, I believe it. I mean, I remember one time uh, back in Kentucky, I took a
0: pretty high dose of a new brand of Holy Basil. And I remember just feeling euphoric. I was just sitting there and I felt my life was perfect. There was nothing that changed in my life. It was just the administration of that herb all of a sudden. is like, wow, my life is amazing.
1: And this is the adapter that I would definitely take at bedtime when you're winding down because it helps modulate and bring those cortisol levels down. It would not be one that I would take during the day. I would take it at the end of the day to kind of relax and calm down. Holy basil has lots of anti inflammatory, lots of antioxidant properties in there. So, if you're stressed, you're inflamed, if you're trying to get extra nutrients in there to help kind of oxidate the stress in your body, it's going to have a lot of good benefits there. You could take it in a tea. You can also take it in a capsule. So, a lot of good cognitive and physiological benefits.
0: Yeah, I've taken it during the day. It didn't put me to sleep or anything. So, Mm Uh, I feel kind of invincible on holy basil. It's a very interesting feeling compared to other herbs. It's almost dangerous. I was joking one time with my wife like you know somebody better not come mess with me because like I feel like I'm so
1: strong right now. like it's a nice. it's a very empowering herb. nice. yeah, also anti-inflammatory decreases pain uh, also can help with blood sugar benefits, which is good because blood sugar creates lots of oxidative stress. And so when you have a lot of oxidation going on there, you want to bring that blood sugar down, but you also want to decrease the oxidative stress. All that means is, it's just giving up electrons freely. When you have cells that are missing electrons, they become unstable, right? They become oxidized. Think of um, cutting open the avocado or the apple, letting it sit there at browns, so when- when that compound comes in there and gives up electrons, it helps stabilize, um, that tissue so it doesn't get inflamed and oxidized. Excellent. All right, next. So, we hit holy basil. Let's do cordyceps. Now, I like cordyceps because cordyceps is actually a medicinal mushroom, which is really cool. And kind of put mushrooms into that adaptogenic family. It has the ability to help the immune system, the hormonal system, the endocrine nervous system. It helps it adapt and function better and respond to stress. So, it helps improve physical stamina. It reduces fatigue. Some benefits scientifically wise, it will show that it increases DHEA. So, it will bump up the anabolic hormones. They come from the adrenals. Those anabolic hormones help can feed into testosterone. If you're guys or as a woman, it could feed more into estrogen, help build your body back up. So excellent for recovery. Also helps improve immune function. So it's an increase natural killer cells, T cells, which are the first line of defense for your immune system to go after and attack invading bacteria or viruses coming into your body. I love cordyceps. It's a great for athletes.
0: So any athlete, you should probably be taking some.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So love that. Again, physical stamina, it's going to help boost energy. It's going to help with endurance and it's going to help also cope with physical stress, which is great. It's going to help with the mental function too. All right. Next one, maca. We already talked about this maca slash Peruvian ginseng is its alter ego name. It's going to really help with the hormones. It's in a boost mood. It's going to help with FSH and LH signaling in the brain so that your pituitary makes gonadotropic releasing hormones that then uh, talk to the ovaries To make certain hormones. So FSH will help with estradiol and you essentially have follicles in your ovaries. All the eggs that you ever had, all the follicles you ever had are there. And so as those follicles mature and grow due to FSH, that FSH stimulates the follicle to grow. As the follicle grows, now it starts to produce estrogen. So FSH is really important for follicular growth, helping to mature eggs and thus indirectly stimulating estrogen. LH is going to work more on progesterone. That's going to talk more to the ovaries into the uterus to make more progesterone. Progesterone is progestational, so it's the sticky glue for the eggs to implant to the uterus lining. Progesterone is also very anti-inflammatory because it's made from cortisol. It's also opens the GABA chloride channels, and so it helps your—you feel relaxed. It brings GABA into the brain, so to chill your body out. Now, most PMS is because women have very low progesterone. Why? Because they're inflamed, and the body is prioritizing to make cortisol to put out that fire, versus— have healthy levels of fertility hormones. So when progesterone starts to fall, if here's the last half of the cycle, progesterone does this arch. But if you're stressed and inflamed, that progesterone is gonna fall out sooner and that deficit in progesterone is gonna create mood issues, cramping, energy issues, sleep issues, because progesterone helps with all of those different things. And so we could bioidentically give you progesterone. We could actually add another herb in there called Chase Tree as well, or Vitex Agnes to actually help with progesterone production. We also have to support the adrenals because the reason why your progesterone is going downstream, is because you're making more cortisol. So we may also want to support cortisol levels, but we also want to make sure we get to the reason why you're over secreting cortisol. Because if we don't get to the reason, we're just adding gasoline to a fire on a fire. And so when we look at things holistically, we say, hey, well, we're going to band aid this. We're going to support this. We're going to help with the upstream signaling here, but we also have to make sure we're getting to the root cause. So we try to hit it from both sides of the fence so we get the best results possible.
0: Yeah. And, and said another way, I mean, you could take all these adaptogens and still have underlying issues with your gut. Bingo. It's affecting hormones. You could have glutathione problems, glucuronidation issues, nutrient deficiencies, parasites. So we're still working on these other things. We're just using these tools to help you better. So next on the list, Shajandra. Love shijandra Berry. Yep. There's actually some cool papers on it helping with not only being uh, an antioxidant, like all of them, but also helping with estrogen. So helping to mm. modulate estrogen prolactin, even testosterone, and low progesterone. So that's cool. I love it as almost a hormone adaptogen. So if you put in in the literature, like shijandra estrogen, you know, you can read about it. it's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, also shijandra helps improve liver function. So it aids in detoxification. It's going to help with endurance. So it's going to plug in more to the mitochondria too. It's shown to also be very helpful for coordination, which is really cool as well. Um, and it's also going to be helpful on the female hormone side. Menopausal women take it and it can be very helpful with hot flashes and, and modulating things like that. Uh, it's going to be very helpful for skin. It's also going to be a good digestive support. It's going to stimulate enzymes and acids as well. Um, some studies on it helping also to lower inflammation. It's going to help also with the HPA axis. That means the brain communicating with the adrenals to help modulate cortisol and have a good healthy cortisol rhythm. Um, let's see here, there's a couple other studies in China showing that it help improve liver function and help with fatty liver as well. So fatty liver is typically too much carbohydrates. Those carbohydrates get, con- um, converted to palmitic acid and get stored in the liver first. And when that liver gets saturated, you're going to see an increase in ALT, AST, different liver enzymes because that liver is getting stressed out. They call it a non-alcoholic fatty liver because you have these raised enzymes like you're an alcoholic, but it's not because you're drinking too much alcohol. And then also, it's going to bump up glutathione peroxidase, and glutathione reductase. Those are going to be the enzymes to synthesize glutathione. So, it's going to really bump up and improve glutathione production. And glutathione, again, is the master antioxidant in, uh, in our body. And so, antioxidants, like I mentioned earlier, they give up electrons freely. And so, they help stabilize cells from oxidating. Think of the cut up avocado or apple on the table so really good benefits there again they've gave it to liver transplant patients as well and they found that they had less side effects and uh, better acceptance of the new livers so there's some really cool benefits there Uh, protects the skin protects mental performance and also it's going to help with sexual function they're going to help bump up the hormones a little bit and help with healthy libido as well so we kind of went pretty into depth on that question on that evan
0: love it man let's hit astragalus one of my favorites yes go ahead I take astragalus pretty much all summer just in case of exposure to ticks. So, Stephen Buhner, you mentioned earlier, passed away. I think it was this year earlier. Amazing guy, amazing herbalist. He wrote all the great books on Lyme and co infections. And so, he turned me on to astragalus, maybe maybe a decade or so ago, and it's incredible for immune health. And the idea is that when you're taking astragalus, you're helping your immune system in case you were to have tick bites, for example. Mm -hmm. The idea would be that the immune system would be on top of that infection in no time, and it wouldn't become a chronic infection. So that's how I really got into astragalus, but I'll also use it fall, winter time. If the kids are bringing a bunch of stuff home from school, sickness-wise, I'll bump up astragalus a gram or two per day. And it's been an amazing tool.
1: Yeah. And I would say a good dose on a lot of these things starting is usually at three to 500 milligrams, starting up to one to two grams is usually a pretty good dose. You have to just look in the back of the bottle because some of these um, herbs will be concentrated. They'll be concentrated extracts. And so 500 milligrams of material may be equal to three to five grams. So you, you have to really look at what the equivalent dose is if it's concentrated. Now a couple of things about Astragalus. There's a couple of studies on it where they did gave Astragalus to lung cancer patients and they reported an increase um lifespan while taking it so there's some good benefits on the immune system standpoint. 2013 study showed Astragalus was very helpful with upper respiratory tract infection in kids. So, that's awesome. And they compared that group to prednisone alone and so that was, that was a cool thing to see there as well. Again, bumping up the immune system, bumping up T-cells, helping to, to be a significant benefit with that. Um, this is some pub med, med, study that I looked at here out of the gate. Also helping with kidney issues, kidney disease. I'll use astragalus. I have a cat that has kidney disease and we'll give him a little bit of astragalus. So, very good if you have any kidney stress, low glomerular filtration rate, low, um, increased bond, increased creatinine, any kidney stress will give... Um, cordyceps will give astragalus, uh, champignon mushroom. These are some good nutrients. Ginseng is actually really good for the kidneys too. So ginseng, astragalus, cordyceps, wonderful for the mushrooms, uh, wonderful for the kidney function out of the gate. Amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. Let's hit licorice. Licorice is probably well known. Most people know about licorice in regards to adrenal formulas, and so Mm -hmm. pretty much— most off-the-shelf adrenal support formulas will have licorice in them. Now, for some people— rare, but some people, whether it's a blood pressure issue, or maybe there's high anxiety, I do find licorice to be a little too stimulating in some people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't use it all the time, but there's lots of literature on it in regards to chronic fatigue syndrome and licorice. So I think it's a good tool. Um, me personally, I don't take a ton of it. I take a little bit just because my adaptogen blends have a little bit in there, but I don't hit it as hard as I'm going to hit something like a or rhodiola or ashwagandha.
1: Yeah, I have a, a licorice that I provide to my patients and we'll base it off of like cortisol rhythm and cortisol is overly low. We'll, we'll put licorice in there. There's two kinds. I draw the line at this. We have non deglycerized licorice and deglycerized licorice, okay? So when you see DGL, right, that's going to be licorice that's going to be used more for soothing the gut lining. Very anti-inflammatory, very soothing for the gut lining, uh, can help reduce inflammation. So very good there. And then we have our non-DGL, the glycyrrhiza component is, um, um, the glycerizer component is present, and that's going to actually slow down the enzyme that breaks down cortisol. It's the 11-beta-hydroxy-steroid dehydrogenase-2 enzyme. Remember that one. That's the enzyme that breaks down cortisol. And so, licorice that's non-DGL will actually inhibit that enzyme. So, think of cortisol as water out of the sink right? You take licorice with the non-DGL form, it puts a plug in the sink and allows the water to accumulate, i.e. the cortisol to go up. So it slows down the breakdown of cortisol. So if you have higher cortisol or you're already a little bit stressed, may not be the best thing to add in. So this is why working with a functional medicine provider like Evan and I, we understand the mechanisms. We know how to apply it. When is there a better herb? And this is why it can be nice looking at a good cortisol rhythm test, like the Dutch test or a good salivary cortisol rhythm to see how your cortisol awakens in the, in the morning, the first hour or two, and then how it goes throughout the day. And then looking at total and free cortisol to see if that makes sense. And so licorice can also stimulate digestive support, enzymes that can stimulate acid production. So it can help stimulate digestive as well. And again, like we'll use it to help really bring people back from a very low cortisol state. And there's also components in the licorice that mimic aldosterone. So it'll actually hold on to, it'll help with mineral retention and water retention. So one of the side effects you'll see with licorice, oh, you can cause you to get puffy or hold on to more fluid because it mimics aldosterone. It helps you hold on to your minerals and your electrolytes better. And water follows electrolytes, sodium, chloride, potassium, magnesium, et cetera.
0: Amazing, yeah. Most people have issues with minerals and electrolytes. If you've been exposed to mold and you have mineral imbalance mm. issues, this is a great tool to help that. Yep,
1: absolutely. Well, I think we hit all the major adaptogens here. Just to kind of recap, guys: top ten ashwagandha one, rhodiola two, ginseng in your different various subtypes of ginseng, holy basil four, cordyceps five, maca root six, chysandra seven, astragalus eight, licorice nine. Oh, last one, last, my, one of my favorites. I had it this morning. Rishi mushroom. I have a little bit of an upper respiratory tract infection because I have two young kids that have not learned to wash their hands yet and cover their mouths fully. So that's a battle that any parent with young kids knows. But Rishi is wonderful because there's um, triterpenes or triterpenoids, depending on how you pronounce that. I had Jeff Chilton on a couple weeks ago, and he kept on uh, letting me know it's 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 a uh, it's it's not triterpenes. All right, and triterpenes are basically compounds in there that um, deactivate viruses. So it actually will come in deactivate viruses and make it so they're less virulent. It'll also stimulate your natural killer cells. Um, triterpenoids, the correct way of saying it, is also one three one six beta glucan in there. Uh, these things will stimulate your immune system, stimulate T cells as well, very powerful antioxidants, and it will decrease um, the virus's ability to replicate. These triterpenoids will help prevent the virus from getting, uh, replicating deeper on, because how a virus works, it comes in, it co- and then it starts to replicate itself, because it's not actually living, and then it's the viral load that starts to correlate with symptoms, so the more that virus replicates, the more symptoms you have, and so if we can come in there, support the natural killer cells, and we can decrease the virus from replicating, then we can helpfully, um, decrease the symptoms of our illness, and also recover faster, so reishi is wonderful, also known as Ganoderma lucidum, used in a lot of, um, Asian countries, first-line therapy for cancer, by the way, so love reishi mushrooms.
0: Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, I take some form of mushrooms every day, so they're incredible. And they also call it the mushroom of immortality. Did you know that about Reishi in particular? And then a lot of times we'll stack that, so we may throw in some turkey tail on top of that. You know, Paul Stamets, he claims that along with, there might have been some other therapies, I don't remember the full story, but you know, there's this famous video we did years ago about his mother who had breast cancer. And he implemented turkey tail and likely some other compounds, and she beat it. So it's an incredible tool. And I think mushrooms should be in your pantry and there should likely be a good professional blend. You know, not all mushroom products are created equal. So if you need help, if you're confused on this, if you need help with where to start, do I go and gather all this and take it all at the same time? you could reach out and let us know what's going on with you. There's likely symptoms you're suffering with, and that's why you're watching this or listening to this. Maybe there's issues with fatigue, anxiety, depression, insomnia, hormone imbalances, infertility, uh, PMS, menopausal symptoms, right? And so, we can help plug in these specific nutrients where we need to based on your functional medicine workup. So, we'd be happy to help you with this. We work with people around the world. So, we can do urine, we can do saliva, stool, we can even do blood if we need to, mail you the kits. You send them back. We get those reports back. We jump on a call together. We'll hash all this out and make a customized protocol to help you fix this. So if you need help, Dr. J, that's Dr. Justin Marcajani at justinhealth.com. So justinhealth.com. You can reach out worldwide and myself, Evan Brand at evanbrand.com. We're happy to help you guys. Thanks for being here. Give us your, your comments, your thoughts. Let us know what else you want us to help you with, because there's a lot out there and Most people don't talk about this stuff. So we want to help illuminate these opportunities.
1: Excellent. Very good. I feel like you're a character in Zoolander right now. Illuminate. Very good. Um, In general, excellent send off just to kind of, highlight with the listeners here. It's really easy to be like, all right, I'm going to just pick one or two adaptogens and try it. That, that's cool. That's good. Just make sure you're getting to the root underlying cause of, of your health concerns. Can't hurt to try uh, one or two of these things, help improve your health. Just make sure you don't ignore the root underlying issue. And if you're struggling even above and beyond that, you know, free, feel free to reach out to Evan and I. We're happy to help and dive in deeper and do the right testing to get to the root underlying issue. Evan, thanks, thanks so much for the show today. Awesome podcast. And you guys have a phenomenal day. Take care, y'all. My pleasure, man. Peace. Peace. Bye.
0: All right, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you got something out of that episode. As I mentioned in the beginning, think of adaptogens as the stabilizers on the giant Disney ship out in the ocean battling massive waves and hailstorms and all of that. Like Those are the things that we implement into our lives to help us. It's not like I can just magically make your stress disappear. I'd love to help you with that too. Maybe it's a home issue and there's a mold problem and I can help you through that talk you through some of the steps you may need to do to remediate things and improve things, right? Like I can take some stress off your plate by fixing you or let's say your husband or your children are suffering. You know, I can do a lot of good with you to help you feel better and that'll make you stress less. But also from the physiological perspective, the biological, the biochemical perspective, we can change and support neurotransmitters, adrenals, thyroid. And this is a huge, huge win because now, You actually have the oomph, the willpower, the capability, the, the fuel in the tank, so to speak, to be able to power through what's happening to you. The marital stress, the lack of sex drive, whatever, whatever these things are that are on your plate, the adaptogens help you through that. So if that's all you understand from this, that's fine, which is that adaptogens are the tool to help you think of it as when you felt like you were a teenager who knows maybe your teenage years sucked but maybe they were good and, and maybe you think okay I would love to feel like that again where the world felt optimistic and I felt like I could actually do things and learn and retain information and power through and have enough energy to get through the day and not crash out Okay, that's hilarious. We're actually going to leave that in. So I was uh, actually, out of all places, I was in the closet because uh, I didn't have my, my full microphone set up uh, with me upstairs. I'm actually about to go upstairs in the attic and film some content for you all. So stay tuned on my Instagram page. If you're not on there, it's MR, like Mr. Evan Brand. That's where I'm at on Instagram. But literally, can can you believe that crashing sound? If you heard, that's hilarious. So apparently uh, our cat, he snuck into the bedroom and he jumped on top of the olive tree that I have here and completely knocked it over. He likes to try to get that little moss that hangs out on top of the pot there. So anyway, so he crashed over and uh, that was perfect timing. So that is what adaptogens do. They help you power through. They help you feel optimistic. They help you feel like you can really take control of what's happening to you so that you can be proactive about your life rather than reactive. And so That means, let's say you wait for bad news, all of a sudden now you're filled with this adrenaline, and that's going to help you power through. Like, you don't want to have to wait till you hear the bad news to then snap out of your funk. You want to be able to snap out of your funk on your own before catastrophic situations happen, and so that's what adaptogens help you do. So enough ranting on that. Check it out, though, the adaptogen tonic formula. It's flowing in my veins right now as we speak, and- the alpha tonic for men, that's also in my system. I took it this morning. I feel great. So I take a squirt twice a day. Females, the passion for her, same thing. One to two squirts, one or twice, once or twice per day. My workouts are better. I feel stronger in the gym. I've put on muscle. I've leaned out. I mean, I feel great. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, modeling for you all on Instagram at this point, but you know, uh, let's just say that it's easier to maintain abs and muscle development when you have adaptogens and hormone supporting herbs in your system so we'll leave it at that check out AuraRoots.com. you can look at the products we have some really geeky spec sheets where you can learn specifically about the mechanism of the herb so if you want to get real geeky we have that there for you and then evanbrand.com has all the details in regards to consultations if you want to work with me one-on-one or my other functional medicine practitioner on staff also the functional medicine training courses, those are there. Consider enrolling into those. Stay tuned. We will probably do some sort of Black Friday deal for those courses because I want people to get in as much as possible, as much information as you can get in your brain, the better. So that's it. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.